Welcome to the Ken's Think Tank Season 3 Finale. My next guest was in Farmington for the film festival last month, so I took the opportunity to put him in the think tank and take him out for some coffee and a drive. Most people know Quentin Aaron for his portrayal of Michael Orr in The Blind Side, along with Sandra Bullock in Tim McGraw. But did you know he has credits as an actor in over 50 projects? He's a busy man. Besides his acting career, he also puts in some time as a producer and is currently the director of development for Dreamhouse Productions in Albuquerque. Quentin and his brother were raised by a single mother. He dealt with the hardships of bullying as a child and has since founded the Quentin Aaron Foundation so he can help kids who are dealing with bullies and other childhood difficulties. Quentin is a really nice guy who is hilarious once you get him telling stories. There are a few really funny stories in this episode, so you'll want to watch the entire season finale. Want to see how it goes? Come along for the ride in Ken's Think Tank. Ken's Think Tank is made possible by the following sponsors. Trattoria de Bernadoni is Farmington's authentic Italian restaurant. Rooted deep in Italian history, the Bernadoni family treats your family to food that loves you back. Drop in and tell them Ken sent you. You'll be glad you did. From the moment you walk into the caveman's grooming, you understand this is no average barbershop. This is a place for men in their grooming needs. In a world full of guys, be a man. Drop by the caveman's grooming and join the revolution. 505 Motorsports in Farmington is awesome. They sell vehicles of all makes and models, as well as four-wheelers, motorcycles, boats, RVs, and more. They even offer in-house financing and co-signment. Mr. Quentin Aaron. Yes, sir. <laughs> you are right now, so we're filming this during the, uh, the film festival. So yes. you're here for the film festival. Everybody knows you from the blind side. That's what you're most known for. Yeah. But you've done a bunch of other stuff besides that that movie, including Aurora's Law. Yes. They came out where Andy Garcia made that. And you played the, um, the friend of the love interest. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you. So, a little bit, it's not a funny movie. It's a faith-based movie. And yeah. It's got a pretty serious message and, and, and a really good message at the end of it. But you provided like a little bit of, I'm going to say comedic relief. It wasn't I did, I did. necessarily funny funny, but it was we got some giggles out of you. Yeah, um, I movie. feel like I was, that was my job. Yeah. I feel like I was brought in to kind of bring some funny Lighten the mood to a little a bit. heavy environment and, yeah. and a heavy but real and necessary environment Definitely. like as far as where the story is uh, I really feel like it was something that was worth being told and a lot of people will I think they'll love to see it honestly like um, it was a great story that was my it first really time was. seeing it at the screening and there was a couple moments that had me kind of like oh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's so dry in here. <laughs> My eyes are watering. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, man. And yeah. I, I never really did much in the comedy department, but right. I, I was cracking up at myself. Yeah. yeah I, I feel pretty good about my performance. I'm yeah. like, okay, I can bring the funny a little bit. I can do it. I can do what I can. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty good. So, in fact, I mean, you represent kind of 
almost the entirety of the happy moments in that film. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 heavy. It's got a deep message, but it's really really worth seeing. So, how did you get involved in that project? Actually, through Eric. Yeah. Yeah, Eric and uh, Brent had worked on something uh, previous to that. I forget the name of it. Right. But they did a project together back in the day. And I guess Brent reached out to Eric about Aurora's Law mm -hmm. and asked about me or Eric told him about me. And it was it was one of those two things. Uh, right. Was a few years ago, I'm getting right. a little older. My memory yeah. ain't what it used to be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it was one of those two things that happened. Okay. And uh, from that, yeah, I, I got involved. I spoke with Brent. He told me about the project. And I was like, yeah, I'm down. Because for me, it's funny, I said, uh, for me, it felt like I was the the token black guy in a romantic comedy. <laughs> and I was like, I like it. I love it. Scratch it off the bucket list. You kind of were. You know? You kind of were. So. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I was like, that was pretty cool. My boy was cracking up when I said that. I was like, yeah, no, that's what it feels like. You know? But it was, it was cool because I actually always wanted to be that kind of character. Right. You know? Uh. So many times, it's, it's funny, I, I was at this uh, seminar a few years ago, uh, or it was like a workshop uh, at a film festival a few years ago, and they were talking about how the art of the casting directors is fading. It's a dying craft, you know, it's like right. production companies, they still hire casting directors or whatever, but now you got producers and directors trying to do it themselves, and they're overlooking quality talent because it's not their job to go out and find talent yeah that's a whole you other know, skill set that's what the casting directors are supposed exactly. to do exactly yeah but it's like when you do the casting director's job you make it hard for them to go out and find you good actors and actresses right that are really out there that deserves a chance because you're packing your project with names yeah because you hope that it sells and i get it i'm not taking anything away from hiring the popular names but it's like oh, don't, yeah. don't overlook talent because at the end of the day when people see your project if it sucks it sucks right nine times out of ten if you didn't let the casting director do their job and your project sucks because <laughs> of the names that was in it yeah and your project sucks because of you yeah <laughs> you know yeah, what exactly because I mean? you didn't let the people that specialize in casting movies cast your movie i'm fortunate to be in a position that I'm in with dream house right now yeah because let's just let's just go back to the past 10 years so the blind side right my mom got me the audition right right she put me in front of the people for this film but unfortunately passed away before she saw it come to pass too bad. Yeah. so like she wasn't around to see me get the part but then she was my biggest supporter the person that had my back over everything yeah. And now she's not there. So now I'm thrusted into this new world full throttle. Right. With people who don't know how to represent me, mm -hmm. don't know anything about me. All they see me as is a big black guy. Right. So I don't get many opportunities because I'm being pitched as a big black guy. Right. And not an actor. Yeah. My mom used to always tell me, she was like, don't wait for people to represent you because they're going to misrepresent you because mm -hmm. they... They don't know you like you know you. Exactly. You support yourself. You pitch yourself. You represent yourself better than anyone else can ever do. Because you know who you are. You know what your strengths and what your weaknesses are. Right. 
and you know what you have the desire to do and and what you don't have the desire to do. So right. in this business, we're taught, oh, you have to get the top agent. You have to get the top manager. Right. But even having them, a lot of times, actors get shelved. Oh, yeah. The, the, your agent will pigeonhole you into exactly. a certain thing. Yeah. And, and, and when it's not working out for you, they'll say, okay, this client isn't hot right now. I'm just going to shelf them until something <laughs> perfect comes along. Even if I did have a top-notch agent or whatever... I'd still be working for myself. Post blind side, there was Law and Order SVU, Drop Dead Diva were the only two projects that I've done where, you know, I got the opportunity through representation. Right. Every other thing on my IMDB is through me. Yeah. I've been networking. I've right. been building relationships. I've been pitching myself. Right. To certain situations. I don't wait for people to pitch me because they don't know me. Right. You know, and they don't know what I can or can't do. Yeah, so, no one knows you better than you. Exactly. Yeah. I've done a ton of things. And personally, I feel like there's a lot of projects that I've acted in since The Blind Side that I've killed my performance. Yeah. And better than The Blind Side. Yeah. But people haven't seen them because they're not <laughs> mainstream. And so right. they're like, oh, yeah, I loved you in The Blind Side. It's cool, but... Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. want to talk about that. I, I watch a lot of cheesy romantic comedies. Oh, who doesn't? And, yeah. you know, love stories. The Notebook, don't even get me started on how oh, many times man. I saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> that. <laughs> that one is oh. the... That one is the bane of men, man. We got us over there. So it's dry making up all here. kinds of excuses. I shouldn't have had those chilies. <laughs> exactly. <on> my exactly. <laughs> Who rubs their eyes with green chili sauce on it? <laughs> on their hands, like yeah. you know, it's just. And and I think mainly because uh, you know I'm a Leo. Is my sign. Leos, I've I've kind of I've come to figure are hopeless romantics. Yeah. You yeah. know, we're suckers for love. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's why I love that kind of story. And, and and I'm a lover of love. I love love. Definitely. You know? You, you know, know, you're actually putting a lot of that out into the into the world right now. We're going to get to that. Yeah. But um, Eric Martinez, mm -hmm. and that's the Eric we were talking about. That, that brings yes. out a hold of him. And so you work with Eric Martinez, Dreamhouse Productions. Yes. So what kind of things are you doing there? I am the director of development for his production company. Awesome. It's a it's an amazing opportunity for me because for so many years I've had ideas of projects that I, I felt would be great movies, you know, fun to work on and, and stories that I felt should be told. Right. Now I'm in a position to create them and have them become more than just an idea in my head. Right. It's a huge stepping stone for me in that sense because I've always wanted to create stories and, and you know stuff that I that I feel people would love and enjoy and I get that from my mom my mom was a, a writer was she really? Uh, yeah she, she wrote a lot of poetry um, but before she passed she wrote uh, and got self published a book really? um, it was a small book but it was like a it has like four short stories in it uh, the book itself is called Leave Me Alone. It has, you know, four very interesting short stories in it. Yeah. Um, that I, I, I read all the time, I love. And um, That's hopefully awesome. one day I'll turn them in, turn yeah. one of them into a movie. So, uh, definitely. So how cool. You're now in a position that you could actually end up 
putting a movie together mm-hmm. based on one of your mom's stories. Yes. How much? How big of it? Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh yeah. Tribute oh, yeah. to your mom. It's gonna happen one day. It's a. It's definitely a huge bucket list item of mine is yeah. to be able to take one of her stories and turn it into a poem. Oh, not I said poem. I meant turn it's it into a, a movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, she wrote a poem back in uh, 2006 called What If? Okay. And it actually won her the 2006 National Library of Poetry uh, Congressional Award. Really? Yeah. So she That's was she was awesome. She was uh, awarded Poet of the Year back in 2006 from the wow. Na- the National Library of Poetry. And your mom kind of helped launch your career. Mm-hmm. So kudos to mom, man. I yeah, mean, she sounded like an amazing woman. Oh yeah, she was my heart. That was that was my best friend. You know, my mentor. I looked up to her. She uh, was my biggest fan. Yeah, support supported me all through life anything I wanted to do no matter what it was you know we were we were close yeah and um my mom was like she was to me I, I the best way to describe her is like she was Medea before Medea <laughs> right like before before the world was introduced to Medea right that was my mom <laughs> you know and sometimes yeah. a more rated R version. <laughs> but it was yeah it was funny yeah yeah, yeah she yeah. uh I remember back in the second grade when uh, I had this mean teacher who would not let me go to the bathroom, and I almost went on myself one time. Oh, no. My mom told me, listen, you don't sit in class and go to the bathroom on yourself. You go to the bathroom. Right. And I'm like, Mom, we get in trouble with the teacher. She's like, yep. I'll take Don't worry about getting in trouble with the teacher. <laughs> worry about getting in trouble with me if you go to the bathroom on yourself. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right. Yeah. So the time came. I had to go. Teacher said no. I got up and walked out. When I came back in the class, teacher hit me. Oh, like no. slapped me across. Yeah. So I walked out the class, went to the principal's office. And the principal, we had like this, this, this cool, like militant type principal yeah never really seen him afraid of anybody he was afraid of my mom yeah he was yeah <laughs> so needless to say that day i spent the whole day in the principal's office <laughs> i had mcdonald's i had ice cream cone happy meal with the toy i read the lunch menu off the pa system i was the, i was the principal's you know <laughs> personal assistant yeah. slash road dog that day it was pretty cool <laughs> forgot all about that encounter with the teacher but what <laughs> makes it so bad is that the uh slap that she gave me left the imprint on my cheek oh that was there when i got home oh <laughs> yeah it was like a little discoloration or whatever yeah. so yeah because she laid into my face yeah so when my mom saw it what happened to your face? I'm like, oh, I did what you said. It just instant cried because the way she said it, I thought I was going to get beat. So right. I just started, I did what you said to do. And, and, and she, she hit me. You know how we cry when we're yeah. all dramatic when yeah. we're younger. Yeah. So she's like, oh, okay. All right, go lay down. Take a nap. So I was confused because I'm like, I thought she was going to hit the wall. I thought I was in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> So I went and lay down, taking a nap. Next day in school, there's a big fire drill assembly. So the entire school is in this big like hall area where everyone, every class is lined up, yeah, single file, all the way across. 
at the end of the drill, before we're dismissed back to our classes, the fire chief, inspector or whatever, and the principal walk out the door to go and do whatever it was they were going to do. Right okay. as we were watching them walk out the door, in walks my mom. <laughs> and she starts scanning the room and saw me. She spots me easily because I was all through school, I was the tallest kid in, yeah. in every grade. So spots me easily. And she's like, where's she at? She mouthed that to me. And I read her mind like, where's she at? And I'm like, oh, Lord. here we go. Here we go. So I just pointed straight ahead. Because I was lined up in the ladies' class. Yeah. So I was putting my head down the point. <laughs> I thought she going to go over there and fuss at the lady. She asked the one question. You hit my son? The lady <laughs> said, yeah. As she's saying, yeah, my mom grabbed the back of her hair, started slapping the crap out of her. Oh, no. Don't you ever put your hands on my kid again. And you know how this, they say, I don't know if everybody does this, but black people, we got a tendency to talk. Yeah. When we beating somebody Every behind, syllable. Every syllable. Every syllable, man. If you got a three-syllable yeah. word, you're getting hit three, <laughs> three times, times through one word. Yeah. You <laughs> must be out your damn mind. <laughs> it was, oh, oh I'm up there man. screaming and crying. <laughs> Mama, no! Mama's down! Like, I thought she was going to jail. I was going to end up in foster care. I was stressing out, man. I was about to have a heart attack. I can't take this. There's nothing to take my mama. I don't got no daddy, though. How you love this, dog? It was crazy, bro. Like, man, cops trying to pull her off of the teacher. Everybody standing around screaming. Not one other teacher wanted to jump in. No. No, no, <laughs> no. Stay not out what? of that one. Yeah, hell no, they was not. They didn't want none of that action. No, sir. They no. was getting ready to try to put the handcuffs on my mama. <laughs> Principal ran up and cleared everything up. No, 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 no. <laughs> See, this lady right here that's about to get fired, she slapped him. Right. That's his mama. <laughs> Take the cuffs off of her. Yeah. <laughs> and I was... <laughs> He saved her because she was, oh, she was for sure going to go to jail, bro. I was like, uh, <laughs> I will never forget that day. <laughs> I was all the seven years old in the second grade. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Don't mess with a mama's baby, man. Exactly. Do not do that. And from then on in that school, man, the bullying that I was facing right. kind of became a dead issue because <laughs> no kid <laughs> wanted to be... <laughs> The kid that was messing with me and had my mom found out about it. Because they didn't know what she was going to do. Hold on. She came to the school. I don't want that the dude's dog. mom coming after exactly. me. <laughs> she came to the school and beat the dog crap out of a teacher yeah, right she, in front of the whole school. Man, yeah. You know, you can imagine what these elementary kids thought. Yeah. yeah. Nah, bro. Yeah, she I gonna, ain't going to survive that she'll one. She'll beat me and my mama up. I ain't messing. Mm-mm. Yeah. His mama crazy. <laughs> yeah, nope. Oh, no. And she would do, like, little random drop-ins at the school because she knew I was being bullied. Just, like, <laughs> randomly find out what class I was in and just come walking in. Everybody, hey, Miss Mary. <laughs> they be talking. She walk in. Everybody act like it's their mama that walked in. Yeah. They get off stream. <laughs> you know, I give all kudos to my mom because she did an amazing job with what she had. And raising, that's not easy being a single parent. Exactly, and raising me and my brother, you know, and 
the sacrifices that she had to do. You know, the mm-hmm. only the my biggest regret is that she didn't, she wasn't able to live long enough to see the success that came from the opportunity she's given me. Right. And you know, and I and I, she wasn't still around for me to buy her that house and right. You know, that car and say, "Here you go, mom. It's yours." Yeah. You mentioned bullying. And so yes. many of us, I, man, I was bullied my entire school career, mm-hmm. and that's uh, a very serious thing. And so you, you were bullied as well. Um, all through elementary school, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was funny. It was a lot of it was my fault because you know something I tell kids today that go through bullying, you gotta talk about it. Find someone to talk to. Yeah. Tell somebody. You take away the power of the bully. When you start opening your mouth and telling on them. Yeah, it's not a secret anymore. Because everybody got a certain level of trouble that they don't want to reach. Right. <laughs> Even the bullies. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They, they they showed it behind all they want. <laughs> Some of them bullies got crazy parents, too. Mm-hmm. That teacher get to the point, I'm going to call your mom. Oh, Johnson, <laughs> Johnson, Johnson. He ain't got to do all that. Come on now. My mama crazy. Nah, no, chill. I'll be good. Look, I'll be good. I'll be good. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Yeah. They get to keep doing what they do and tormenting you as long as you don't say anything. Yeah. And my issue is I didn't want to say anything because my mom was crazy. <laughs> and I didn't, I wasn't fearing for my life. I was fearing for, well, I was kind of fearing for my life because if she did what I thought she was going to do, <laughs> she was going to jail and I was going to the foster system. I don't, yeah. You yeah. know, so it was kind of, I was being selfish too. Right. But also, it was just like, you know, I thought she was going to kill somebody, kid. Like, <laughs> oh, man, I I, cause I took, I, I got beat up. I got beat up by a girl yeah. one time in the third grade. Was, yeah, man, there's those ages where the girls are stronger. Not one of my proudest moments. <laughs> <laughs> and I think she was, like, left back three times. I think she'd been in prison. <laughs> she looked like she'd be doing push-ups she and pull-ups a, in the, in the schoolyard. <laughs> you know? We break for recess. She's like, it's it's prison yard hour. Yeah. Out there doing pull-ups on the monkey bars and stuff. Like, the hell is wrong with her? That was, that was Baby D from next Friday. Yeah. Chick was on. She was yeah. the star line back on the football team. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. she beat me up, but it was oh, one of those things man. where it was like. So you formed a, you formed a foundation. I did. I Quentin did. Quentin Aaron Foundation. To help help kids with bullying and help it was like, you know what's funny it was like to get through it or figure it out yeah and I named it the Quinn Aaron Foundation because I, I really didn't want to just cater to one thing yeah to one cause because I, I'm you know I believe in helping kids all across the board whether mm-hmm. you're dealing with homelessness bullying yeah. um, if you're if you're some kind of domestic abuse right. that's going on in a household and you're afraid to talk about it. I want. I wanted to be able to help kids all across the board with my foundation. Right. You uh, you mentor a lot of a lot of kids. I try. I try. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I like helping. I feel like the knowledge that I've been blessed to gain over the years is not just for me. It's for me to help people who are less fortunate. You yeah. know. And and when you know something, you want to tell people about it. You know. You want to try and shield them from making some of the same mistakes that you've made sure you know say hey look i know what you're about to do i've done that <laughs> didn't work you should probably just try this yeah and i'm just saying from experience right. i've been down that road that you are about to partake on 
and what you're about to do is not gonna work, bro. I see. I trust me. I know. I see you. I'm. I'm seeing. I'm, I'm watching. That's not gonna. You're gonna fall. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then sometimes it's like you, you, when you give that 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 bread, you just gotta sit back and say, hey. They take it, they take it. If not, yeah, they got to bump their head because sometimes people got to learn for themselves. They you do. Know? I mean, some mistakes are kind of needed, you know. Just yeah, to, exactly. You can you can give advice, but, but yeah, you got to let people bump their heads. You got to let them learn for themselves sure. because if you try and walk them down their path, then you're you're not doing anything but hurting them in the long run because yeah. they're not really learning anything. Yeah, they don't if know they why they're on their that hands point. held. Yeah throughout their entire way if they're shielded from struggle or if they're shielded from pain or shielded from failure then they'll start to think that those things are never supposed to happen and they won't be able to handle it when it does right so hey man i appreciate this but i can't let you out of the truck yet until i ask you how what do you think of farmington i love farmington man yeah it's a it's you know it's funny i lived in enough big cities yeah to last a lifetime Yeah, yeah and and as i'm getting older i'm like 35 now i just turned 35 last month I'm uh I'm at that point where it's just like you know I, I'm I'm going after the things that matter most to me in life. Yeah. You know, God, family, um, uh, my career, um, my health. Well, man, yeah. I've taken up um too much of your time, so oh, I, had I know fun, you're, man. you're I a had busy fun. guy. So I appreciate you coming along the ride. I appreciate you being here in Farmington and helping out with this thing. It's amazing. So. Oh no problem, no problem. And, and uh, keep doing the good work you're doing. I mean, in in films and behind the scenes in films but also with with kids and yeah. everything yeah that's important work so is i really appreciate it you know so. like the song says i believe the children are future right. teach them well let them be the way that was my little vocals for today <laughs> i like the country accent on that exactly yeah, i was Beautiful, a country man. singer in another life <laughs> yeah awesome I, I tried to do some country singing with tim mcgraw one time didn't go too well. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> he's always, he always singing on set, but yeah. he just sounds so much better than me when he sings country. And I, I try, but I'm like, you know, doesn't really work out. He's man. done it a couple times. He does. Yeah, he don't watch the flash, you know. Once the time. Yeah. We all sing good in the shower. Yeah, yeah we do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least we think so, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you ever see those videos where people be singing? They got their headphones on. Yeah, yeah. And it's like this is what they hear. They're killing. But then they yeah. do the thing like this is what you hear. Yeah. And they be all off key, <laughs> all like sounding terrible. Oh, man, that's how they all roll. Like, yup. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly how it goes. Exactly. <laughs> awesome, man. I appreciate all right. it. Thanks a lot. I know who you are. I know what you want. If you're looking for print and radio ads, I can tell you that's not what I do. But I do have a particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a godsend for business owners like you. If you hire Ken Collins Marketing to build your website, people who look for you online will be able to find you. But if you don't, they will look for you. They won't find you. And you'll go out of business. KenCollinsMarketing.com